Hey there! Welcome to Finding the Good in Me. My name is Becky Camberos, and I've always wanted to create a platform to be able to share some of my greatest challenges, a place we can talk with some experts to help us find some answers, share experiences of hope, inspiration, and laughter, and create a beautiful community while doing it. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's jump right in into today's episode. Okay, now that we have episode one out of the way, we can party. (laughs) No, but seriously, I was so nervous. I didn't know how to act. I didn't know if I could be funny or if I should be more serious. And I know these thoughts are just me being in my own head about things, but it's almost like I felt I haven't earned the right to be myself on my own podcast. But after all the great feedback I've gotten from you guys, my confidence has been boosted. It also reminded me why I started this podcast in the first place. I am here to serve you. And the best way I can fulfill that purpose is by being myself. Now that we're all friends here, let's jump into the nitty gritty of today's episode. First, I would like to say that the topic of today's episode is very, very important. I feel most of my life has evolve around my body slash my weight. I spend a lot of time thinking in the size of my thighs or how big my boobs are or how much I weight. Thinking back, my body wasn't an issue until society made me feel that there was a problem with the shape of my body. Growing up as a little girl, everything was beautiful and peachy. It wasn't until I became a young lady, 13, 14 years old, that society made me aware that my thighs were actually too big and my stomach wasn't flat enough to rock those very, very low-rise jeans. I would say I was athletically built, my thighs were very muscular, and it was very easy for me to build muscle since I was very young. I honestly was fine with that. Part of the problem was rooted in the fact that I grew up in the early 2000s, and if you were there, You know, the body I just described to you wasn't the ideal body type. The Victoria's Secret Angels were at its peak. And what I can tell you about Victoria's Secret Angels is that I was maybe two angels in one body. (laughs) The low-rise jeans, they never looked good on me. And all I saw on TV or music videos were tiny little bodies. Nobody had big boobs. Nobody had my thunder thighs. There were bones sticking out of every idol I can remember. I very quickly realized that in my friend group and in some of my family members that were around my age actually had this body type. You know, the Victoria's Secret Angel body type. They could rock out the lower rise jeans and had the bones sticking out. You know, the hip bones. If you know, you know. And that just confirmed to me that real people look like Victoria's Secret Angels. So that meant I was a problem. My body was broken. I was given a shitty piece of equipment. Because how come these people my age in my life had these tiny little bodies without even trying? Meaning they actually live their lives without thinking. Without thinking the quality of the snacks they were having, how much they were eating, or if All these Reese's snacks were making their body bigger. They just stayed tiny. And I became very, very frustrated. Because I knew at that age, I couldn't snack around like they did. 
or eat my favorite Doritos at recess, or eat all the sopes and enchiladas I wanted. Because I know the more I ate, the bigger my body will get. And even though I wasn't mad at my body shape, I did not want to get any bigger or any heavier. And from that point, I started a journey. I started Googling things. I was trying to figure out how to get my body to look smaller. Keep in mind, I was in junior high when all of this is happening. I was a little child. (laughs) And my question here is, why there was nobody talking about the fact that there is people that do have different metabolism? And it is a real fact that there are people that Doritos don't affect them the same way that they do to me. That there is people that their body is just different. It's very real that some women and men digest food differently. I honestly didn't get too far in my journey to become smaller. (laughs) I tried eating less, watching what I was eating. But the bottom line is that I was a hungry girl. (laughs) And then chiladas kept calling my name. Eventually, I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm just different. (laughs) I was able to not only survive, but thrive in junior high and high school because I was very confident growing up. I don't know where all this confidence came from. All I know is that I was shining bright like a diamond in the sky. I will get very self-conscious, especially going out in high school. Like me and my cousins will get ready in one of my cousins' house. And at the moment that we would start getting ready, I will notice you know, again, my thighs were bigger or my stomach wasn't flat enough or even my arms. I I thought my arms were big too. (laughs) But there was something in my brain that did not allow me to obsess over it, but rather almost like brush it off and get ready to enjoy the party or the night or whatever we were doing. Guys were attracted to me and I was getting what I wanted out of life, regardless of the size of my thighs. I was part of popular friends groups. I was making the most out of my teenage dream. I don't know how, but I managed to stay the same way through my teenage years. A thicker girl for sure. Not too thick to get totally rejected by society. Somehow my confidence protected my brain and my mental health. The real problem for me began after having my first daughter at 21 years old. When I was pregnant with her, I gained a tremendous amount of weight. I was big, big. Like, I didn't recognize myself big. During this time, I was with my ex in a very abusive and controlling relationship. I can tell you that it was a combination of very high cortisol levels from constantly living in flight or flight state and lots of stress. Always hyper aware if he was mad or if he was going to get mad. If you've been there, you know what I mean. Probably after two years my oldest daughter was born, I realized I couldn't eat much. Every time I ate, my stomach would start hurting and I was in excruciating pain. So eating became a necessary chore. Because if I wouldn't eat at all, I would start feeling very dizzy and lethargic. Being the resourceful Becky that I am, I found a happy medium, so I thought. 
I ate a couple of bowls of oatmeal a day, and that was enough to keep me alive with not as much stomach pain. Pretty soon after that, I lost about 100 pounds in the span of maybe six months. The weight loss helped me hide the horrible relationship I was in because the world relates small bodies with happiness and health. The stress put me right back to not being able to eat and having more stomach issues. And the Canadian healthcare system could not figure out what was wrong with me. I will go to the ER and live with Tylenol 3 that I never took because I hate medicine. One day I was hunched over in pain and I couldn't even get out of bed. My parents booked me a last-minute flight to Mexico. I got off the plane and my parents took me straight to the hospital and I didn't left after. I had acute pancreatitis and my gallbladder was full of gallbladder stones. It was a close call, but the amazing doctors in Mexico got me into surgery that day and I was able to leave the hospital after a couple of weeks. I came right back to Canada after leaving the hospital because my ex didn't like me being in Mexico without him. I got pregnant with my second daughter, Isabella, and didn't gain much weight. About a year after the birth of my second daughter, I was able to leave the relationship. I was in very rough shape from the issues with my pancreas and all the stress from leaving the relationship with nothing and having to start from zero in a country where I had nothing and no one. Something to mention is that even though my health was declining, at this point, I was maybe 110 pounds. I was called beautiful every day from family members and people here in Canada. All this positive feedback fucked with my brain and it made me feel, well, damn, now I better keep this bony, pale, tiny little body. It wasn't hard though. The weeks my daughters were with their dad, I didn't got groceries so I could save money and I just survived on daily oatmeal bowls and coffee. All the stress and the long working hours didn't make me hungry at all and kept me from gaining weight for a couple of years. When I met Cody, I had that tiny little body and him and our relationship brought me back to health. We were eating out, we were cooking meals together, we were at the gym together. I was eating lots compared to the nothing I was eating when I was on my own and my stomach pain and all the gut-related issues slowly started to go away. I started to notice I was gaining weight and I didn't know how to feel about it. Cody hadn't noticed or at least he didn't mention anything to me. But I had to buy a whole new wardrobe probably a year into our relationship. I went from size 2 to size 8 or 10. I was feeling great honestly, very healthy, very in love and very strong. But I didn't know how I felt about my thunder thighs making a comeback. Life kept us busy, and in 2020, we added our son Matias to our family. During my pregnancy, I gained lots of weight again. I couldn't get much off after giving birth of my son. There was none of this so-called back bouncing back happening for me. And I thought, maybe this is the perfect time to get back to skinny mini. <laughs> I knew from the get-go get there was going to be hard because I couldn't see myself not eating and lots of what I saw on the internet was stop eating. (laughs) So I was like, I can stop eating. 
I'm the happiest I've ever been. I need to figure out how to approach this weight loss journey. To start, I figure, let me work out every day and start making healthier choices for my food and see how far that gets me. I love working out. I always have. So that came easy. The roadblock was that all these healthy choices I was making were making much of a difference, or so I thought. And what I can say about that is that around that time, the nightmare that is the issue I have been facing regarding my daughters and their dad started. And my health couldn't be restored because all my energy was occupied in trying to keep my job, trying to do a decent job at being a mom to all my kids, meeting with lawyers, going through the court system. And to add to the laundry list of stress, every time I had to deal with my ex or I had to interact with him will bring this pain in my stomach. It was like I was right back with him. You know, that feeling of anxiety and desperation. And it was really hard to bring my body back to a calm state. After a couple of years of lawyers and court dates, we got pregnant with Noah at the end of 2022. So to recap, all this year, my weight remained high. Naturally, Noah's pregnancy brought more weight, but life was so chaotic, I did not have time to think how heavy I was. And if adding a new human to our family wasn't enough on my plate, I found time to put myself down and drown in feelings of absolute failure. How are you this young and this heavy? Can you just stop eating? Can't you just work out more? Cody might start noticing soon all this weight gain. What if he's not attracted to you anymore? Those were thoughts that were recurring in my mind for a long time. After Noah's birth, the legal battle regarding my daughters, and having Noah hospitalized at three weeks old had me reach an all-time low, mentally, physically, and emotionally. My body was big, my face wasn't recognizable, I developed a horrible rash slash dermatitis that doctors couldn't figure it out. My body was really trying to get my attention, setting off all the alarms as my health was at its lowest. My body was begging me to make a change, to stop, or all this stress and suffering was going to kill me. Early this summer, in 2023, I made a decision. I was first and foremost fired for my health. I understood that if I wasn't healthy and at peace, nobody in my family was going to be. The health issues I was facing were bigger than the size of my body. I wanted to lose weight, but more than losing weight, I wanted to create habits, habits that would help me to prioritize my healing. I wanted to care for me, my body, my mind, and my soul. I started meditating and that helped me cry all the desperation and anguish away. I started to keep up with my walks and my workouts at the gym, created new relationship with food, and instead of being frustrated that Doritos work magic on my hips, I started seeing food as a way to nourish my body. I started to see food as a way to show love for me and my body, as the fuel my body needed in order for me to heal. My workouts and my walks became the way I show up for myself. I started to prioritize my workout because I love my body, not because I hate it. 
I want you to know healthy is not tiny little bodies. I have been very unhealthy in a very small body and absolutely broken in a bigger one. What I have learned is that if you are not at peace, your body will break down. I don't know what it will look like for you, but food won't be nourishment. And your gut system, scientifically referred as our second brain, won't be able to perform as such if you are not at peace. I want you to know that you are very much worthy to be the number one priority in your life. Because regardless if you have kids or not, you cannot pour from an empty cup. And if you are not okay, it will show in every area of your life. I want you to know that you are perfect just the way you are today. Not when you lose 100 pounds or when you get right out of the thunder thighs. Today, you are perfect. As far as I am concerned, I am working on my peace first and foremost. It is very important to me to be healthy. I want to show all my kids, my boys and my girls, that there are many different body shapes. And theirs is just perfect. I want them to develop habits that will help them live a long and happy life. I want them to know that food is nourishment and fuel for their brain and their body. That if we get sad or worried for too long, our body will send us signals to reset and get back on track. And that the shape of our body does not reflect our worth or the state of our health. I am in a happy place with my thunder thighs. I am very grateful for my body that has quite literally carried me through the darkest of days and gave me the four most perfect children. I am working on improving my physical health by moving every day. I know that for me, the heavier I am, the less energy I have. It also flares up my pancreas. I don't have a weight goal in mind. I am trying to balance loving my 36-year-old body while always working on improving my health. I am making sure I am fueling my body with lots of nutrients, with food that gives me energy and makes my gut happy. I don't have any groundbreaking diet or a weight loss program to share with you today. But what I do want to share with you is that there are now studies that show that moving your body every day will give you longevity and improve your mental health. And if you're trying to improve your gut health, a homemade meal is better than McDonald's. I have seen more talk on social media and representation regarding body positivity. But I haven't heard enough people talk about how the shape of your body does not guarantee or determine whether or not you are healthy. And I want for that narrative of small bodies equals health to stop. My hope is that by sharing my journey, it will help create more conversations around the fact that healthy bodies aren't always skinny mini. That healthy can look many different ways for many different people. That you never know what someone is going through or what battle someone is facing. And it's very 2001 to pass judgment in someone else's body. My hope is that you know that health has a glow. That when you have peace in your mind, your body, and your spirit, there's a beautiful glow to you. And that you should aim not to change the shape of your body, but for peace. Aim for a beautiful state that nobody can alter because you are now a protector of that peace. We were not born to suffer. We are not here to stress or to count calories. We are here to make the most out of our human experience. 
and our body shape should never stop us from having the most beautiful experiences of all. We are way more beautiful than the size of our body. We are our beautiful hearts. We are our incredible personalities. We are amazing moms. We are incredible friends. And we are very, very important. I know firsthand the road of loving and accepting who we are can be very long. But we only get one body and one life. So we might as well care and love and protect ourselves. I will always be grateful for this platform and all of you. Thank you so much for spending time with me. I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for spending time with me. I hope this episode helped you in a big or small way. Don't forget to check out our show notes and the description for a rundown of the episode and all the important links. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with friends over social media, subscribe and leave us a review. Let's continue the conversation over our Instagram page at Finding the Good in Me Pod. I really love to connect with you all and hearing your feedback. It really helped us to make this show better. See you next week.